Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the divide and conquer. Get them on one side, get them hating each other. And it's it's everything, and you're seeing it now with... Um, Instead of uh, Americans who want a better country and want their neighbor to succeed, which, by the way, is the real world. Most Americans do want that and they care for their neighbor the, uh, the, and the diversity thing. But the media splits us up into Asian-American, African-American, um, na- whatever American, but it's not just American. And they split you up that way and they try to pit them against each other. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. Uh, we have a very special guest today, Rob O'Neill, dear friend of ours, of the family. How are you doing? I'm having a good day, Dan. How are you doing? I'm good. Are you in New York? I'm in New York, yes. I'll be here for a couple of days. It's nice to be off the road and uh, not doing much. Yeah, I was going to say it's been hectic lately, but now it's the holidays, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I've got a, you know, I got a couple more trips coming up. And uh, after that, yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I, my favorite time of year is the 26th through the 1st, where no one really knows where they are. Nothing's going on. And you can just lay it out and not not have any guilt whatsoever. Yeah. Are you guys going to go to Montana or anything? Or are you staying in New York? No, just, we're going to stay in New York. We're going to chill out here. Um, Jess and I are at the point now where we're going to start bringing people to us normally because we have family in uh, Massachusetts and then down yeah. south and up Montana. It's like we used to always go to them. Back when it's funny, you know, drink on the planes, watch a couple of movies. Now it's like, dude, the hangover sucks. Mm. Tired of traveling. Like, it used to be fun to be in a plane. Now it's like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah, no so. kidding. Um, so uh, what have you been up to lately? What have you been working on? Uh, the new podcast, the Operator mm. Podcast, you know, because uh, I was able to partner with you in that. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy that because, as, as we t- have spoken about, I call it the Operator because everyone's operating. If you're doing anything positive, to affect other people or yourself or your family you're an operator so i'm able to not just talk about the missions but my um view as an operator about current events everything from the shit going on here the shit going on with russia with china with all our, our endless wars my feelings as an operator to you the plumber the operator to you the single mom the operator so that's i want that to take up more of my time because um it's funny i realize how much uh you really need to prepare for for that, but it's it's it's. I like the, the fact that I need to get my points of view from all kinds of different sources. Like I might hate the New York Times, but now I read it because I want to hear people who really think that they're saying something good, but they got to be full of shit for an agenda. Um, so that's fun. I still do the. I'm still on the uh, the speaking circuit, so I travel around and I talk about success, mission success, high performance teams, stuff like that, and then uh, the apparel company RJO Apparel. Uh, people are digging the books. I, I've got the, my book, The Operator, that I wrote a few years ago, and then I, I wrote one with Dakota Meyer called The Way Forward. And I've learned that publishers are really bad at publishing, so they never really got marketed. So I'm able to market them now, mm-hmm. and I've come up with a scheme where, uh, within reason, I'll sign anything you want. Uh, and it's great this time of year because people like give bud- their buddies a book of mine, but they have me sign some shit. Like I had a guy, one of my favorites is like, David, you kill at selling mattresses the way I killed Bin Laden. Merry Christmas. <laughs> So, shit like that. Trying to, I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, get more done, but not travel so much. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, uh, you know, th- there is in in spurts for a couple of months at a time. It's pretty fun, and then it's like, oh my god, I barely, <laughs> I just unpacked, and now I've got to do all this shit again. Um, what? Uh, so l- I want to talk about 
the way forward a little bit with you and Dakota because, you know, <clears throat> one of the things it does is kind of address some of the, I guess, the ills of modern society and then, you know, talks about how we can obviously move forward from that. But if you had to summarize the, uh, I guess, the the negativity that's in Western culture and particularly in America right now, what, how would you summarize that? The, the negativity in the culture? Well, I mean, the way forward started with um, you can't just live on what you did in the past. You got to move forward. And uh, the problem, I think, with the negativity in the culture right now is, um, you know, you need to remember your past. But right now, the negativity wants to erase our past because they don't like what someone did 200 years ago, even though none of us had anything to do with it. Mm. So then a lot of negativity comes from people with agendas that are teaching people who have never left a classroom that this is a bad place because people who cross a river on a boat from Italy use weapons, you know, and and uh, as opposed to, you know, I don't think people learn shit from uh, um, from winning. You're going to learn from failing and you're going to if you could you're going to get a lot more out of talking to someone with whom you disagree than just shutting them the fuck down. And that's what people are learning now. I don't like it. I'm going to shut you down because you're a fascist when they don't realize Shutting someone down is what a fascist does. That's, there's no dialogue with fascism. That's not what uh, you know uh, Lenin was doing. when We were going back up to Russia. Like, mm. They're going to they're going to shut people down and kill them. And, and that's you know I think that the um, you're going to get a lot more learning from history. And I guess and I never thought about the way forward that way. But a good way forward is know what happened in the past. And as someone who continually fucks up, mm. I know what I did wrong and I try not to do it again. But I'll you know I'll do it i'll fuck up but then i want to you know i learn again the next time hopefully well there is some quote about uh those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it right yes uh somebody mm -hmm. somebody smarter than us said that at some point um and it does seem like I, we talk about this a lot <clears throat> on this show in particular it, you, you could summarize any problem that's going on in western culture and then the solution to it is probably going to be something some dude said 3,000 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like some mm -hmm. stoke. So why do you think it is that we continually forget the lessons that we've learned? You know what I mean? Because uh, I, I like the way you frame this idea of the operator as somebody like it's blue collar people doing work, whether it's yeah. fucking murdering people or tightening screws somewhere. It's the same job, yeah. right? It's just the attention to well, detail, how you do anything, how you do everything, all this stuff, right? Think, think about like, right down the road here in New York City. Think about how people hustle and bustle and to work. Don't, I mean, granted, there's some dirty shit going on, but think about how clean it is because of that guy that wakes up at 2 a.m. to take the trash out. Mm -hmm. they're, they're trash men every single day in New York City, in Manhattan. I've seen them. And, they, you know, they, they don't get tips on Christmas and they get, you know, all they, you know, like what did uh, Chris Rock say? But when so he gets home, all he wants is a big piece of chicken. Mm. And th that's an operator. And he's keeping shit clean. The, the guy turning the screws, the plumber. I mean, I, I knew a plumber who's making a good salary in New York. And he said, well, because I get employed by people, even rich guys, billionaires need to take shits. And there are mm. people out there. That, it's the people that don't get credit for the world. It's like in the military. You, you always hear about. Um, SEAL Team Six. You don't hear about the air crew guy that made the make sure the doors got open. You don't hear about the uh, intel operator, the people that made sure you got the food you need. You know, there's so many. There's so many cogs involved, and I think everyone's an operator. And um, and that, that's that's why I like to talk to someone who uh, you know saved up to get the shitty seats at the Eagles game, but he has an opinion about what happened with Brittany Griner. That's that's what I'm saying. And there's a lot more of those people out there than the people that are the, the you know like the big. Ruth quote, the loudest booze come from the cheapest seats. There, most people are not crazy left or crazy right. Most people want to raise their family. They want to do what's right. They want a good country. They, you know, they don't realize a lot of shit that's going on behind the scenes that some of these scumbags in D.C. are doing. And it's it, it takes a conversation like that on a sidebar that doesn't get silenced to, to hopefully solve some of these problems. But right. you know, people in the past, uh, uh, societies in the past, you know, it's, it's historically, what, 200 years before a society crumbles? Uh, give or take, yeah. Yeah, so we're there. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is just um, that way, but you know, if, if it is, if that's a, if that's a part of natural life or I guess the natural progression of societies, it is kind of interesting that um, I, I, I would love to look into this and maybe do some primary research and, and write something about this, but <laughs> we're in a position now where <clears throat> I, well, let me, let me go back. So, Street sweepers and trash men that keep things clean, engineer, engineers that are designing shit, plumbers that turn screws, keeping building standings and stuff like that. It's a good analog for all the things that happen behind the scenes that people forget about. You know what I mean? That yeah. make all of this possible and make it all fucking nice. 
and yeah, make it work, make it float. Yeah, yeah. but and, and then you know we 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 don't project that into our own life, like all the simple stuff you have to do to make your own life good as well. We just kind of expect it to be good because it's been good for so long. That's and that, true. that's certainly part of it, right? That's, that's part of societal decay, generally speaking. Uh, and I wonder if that's part of the natural cycle, is it also part of the natural cycle that like, maybe, maybe I'm, because I'm involved in it, I'm, I'm too close to this, but it seems like all of the um, <clears throat> all the Marxism that's flooded into America and the uh, the fascist collusion between government and big tech um, and corporations and things like that that are happening right now. I wasn't a fan of uh, the last twenty years of war that we fought for no particular no. reason, but no, it, I'm not it, it did have one very obvious benefit, and that's there's a couple of probably a couple hundred thousand people that are competent. And then, you know, a few 20 or so thousand that are really competent at defending things. You know what I mean? Yes. There's like, um, there's three tiers. There's, there's probably what 50 or 60,000 uh, tier one, two, and three assaulters. This cruise like I'm doing podcasts. You're fucking doing speaking events. There's a lot mm -hmm. of us out there that have assaulted a lot. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wonder, you know, <clears throat> if it is indeed the, the truth that there's some natural cycle that brings us to this point is part of the natural cycle that when people in these positions fuck up that bad and create a class of warriors like us, is that part of it? And then if that's the case, isn't there some kind of intrinsic value and then, of course, intrinsic responsibility for us to be ready to fight back against this shit, right? That's where my brain goes. Yeah, I think so. And, and I mean, we're ready to we're ready to fight back. But I think it's important for us to instill in the next generation how important it is, too. That's the saying. I hope I don't screw it up is that hard men, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak mm. men you know, create hard times. And it's just it's a cycle, too. It's the whole um, putting the toad in the water that's lukewarm and then you boil it. He never notices because it's it's it's, it's slowly boiling. Um, and I mean, look, look at the point now where um, there's so many articles out there about Navy SEAL training and how hard it is. And it's so bad that if they never they don't mention that if they quit, they have to go chip paint on a ship. That's part of the deal. It's your decision to quit. But then they're, they're bitching about, well, they sent me somewhere and I didn't want to do this. And poor me. And that's I mean, we're there. This generation is lucky that the war was fought by people that knew how to fight. I, I, I you know if they think chip and paint on a ship is hard. You'd live live on a live on a border in the 13th century near Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, it's it's a sad cycle. And you know, it's to the point now where like if you try to get not all of them, and I don't want to broad brush it, but if you try to give any and not there's a lot of great young kids out there. If you give them advice on this, you know, they, the whole term bro vet comes out. Mm. All right, you know, you're gonna label me. You haven't been there, and I I personally don't think you need to carry a speed timer and three switchblades to Walmart. But some guys think that's them. They have never been to combat. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's a vicious cycle. And the, I mean, Dakota, I don't know who he took this from, but he, I heard him say, I never want another 9-11, but I'd love another 9-12. Mm. Fortunately, that's, that's, a, that's a weak man, hard times. That's sure, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, this is something that comes up in uh, raising kids a lot. We actually talked to Tim Kennedy about it last week a little bit, but it's like, how do you um, how do you have a mock training for your kids, I guess, or expose them to that kind of pressure so iron sharpens iron without fucking them up? You know what I mean? Because it, it just there isn't that natural pressure out there anymore. You and I, you, you walked to school. I, I walked to school until I was in like the third grade when we were too far away from the school for it to make sense. But it was pretty. It was pretty common. There was a caravan of us assholes walking oh, yeah. from my neighborhood over to the school. We were exposed to all kinds of different shit, and then we're out of the house until later in the day, until sundown, basically. Whenever the street lights come on, you got to be yeah. home. That's that's the general rule. But it's just not like that for a lot of people anymore. No. And I honestly, I can't figure out why. I mean, some people call it safetyism, and maybe that's it. But there's no data to suggest that life is intrinsically more dangerous for children today than it was in the 1980s. That's just not true, right? Oh, I, I mean, I think we're just more connected. I think there's been as many perverts as, I think they got away with more, mm. so we didn't realize, but now we, like, 
I remember walking to uh, McKinley Elementary School, and so that means what? Fourth grade. Mm. Walking, you know, leaving the house, picking kids up at their house, walking across the baseball field. There was like a bum in an overpass, under an overpass that we would talk to. Dangerous shit. We didn't know. Say hi, whatever. He's smoking a, a whatever, and then fucking go to school and then walk home. And yeah, I mean, would I recommend it now? No, just because I think we've been exposed to bad shit that's out there, and I don't want my fourth grader talking to a bum. Mm. But um, I think it's a, it is a, you know, Tim Kennedy's a, a, a shining example. I don't think everyone can be like him, but you know he's got logical thinking. He'll 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 know how to pull it off. How to teach his kids how to defend themselves, how to defend their turf. He's 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 more kind. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if it's more dangerous now or or or, or we're just our, our ears are either our ears and eyes are wider or, or or we're just helicopter parents. But I I think even the helicopter parent things going through the cycle now too, where. Parents are doing, they're calling it free range parenting. And I'm, you know, again, I'm not the the expert in that, but they're like, let them, let them go do their thing. And, you know, I'm not saying don't let your kid run around the airplane and be an asshole, smack him and shit, but mm. you know, I'm, not, I'm not too hard. You know, you don't want to abuse him, but, you know, sharpen iron with iron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so you, you know, this as well as anybody sit that one of the most fundamental skills you can have in life, whether you were, uh, uh, a tier one operator or whether you're just some dude going back and forth to work every day is being situationally aware, right? Yes. Not just for us, yeah. not just for safety, although that's probably the place where it comes in the most, but reading the room in a fucking social or business situation. Well, that, yeah. that situational awareness is going to benefit you a lot. You don't ever develop that skill. If you're, if you're like put in a little box, your whole in bu- wrapped in bubble wrap for the first like 20 years of your life, man. And that, we wonder why, no, no. We wonder why kids get to university and they're like afraid of being offended and shit. It's like, well, you raised them, motherfucker. Like you did this. Yeah, that's that's the truth too. And it's uh, uh, the herd immunity thing too. Yeah, everyone loves a vaccination, but also if you, I mean, remember drinking? Imagine seeing a kid drink from a fire hose or, or a water, <laughs> or not a fire hose, but like a, a, a garden hose. But that's yeah. all, every, and, and your your immune system is going to get weak the more you try to protect it, I think. And, you know, the vaccine, whatever. I know that smart people are making smart shit that I use. I heard comedians say, you know, I don't understand a zipper, but I use it. I, I'm not going to go to the bank with my dong hanging out. But, uh, but uh, you know, the overprotection, I think, is, I, again, um, and the situational awareness. How many how many people you think have died in car crashes? And the last text was BRB. Be right there. Oh, yeah. You know, or what? Or or. If you put it in a different perspective, if you saw someone walking down like 42nd Street in Manhattan reading a book, you're going to think you're a fucking idiot. What are you doing? However, everyone is staring at their phone. And, you know, it, 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 it doesn't even need to turn into a walk signal. Just that that light's green, even though there's an arrow, they just start walking. They don't mm. look left or right. Just because you have the right of way doesn't mean something can't fucking kill you right now. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good point, actually. Like the presumption of like i it's it's fair now for me to have this right because that light says so so i'm gonna i'm gonna just accept that as my reality and progress for without any kind of care in the world that's a really stupid way to go through life right now get up to 55 percent off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash citizen this holiday season if you're looking for a unique gift that inspires curiosity travel and culture Give yourself the gift of Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you'll finally be able to discover the wonder that comes with learning a new language. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes a day to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans. Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and with Babbel, you can choose from up to 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes, and it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel, Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash citizen. That's babble.com slash citizen for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. At Citizen, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. 
This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Citizen Podcast listeners 40% off a new security system. Here's why I love it. It is the easiest thing in the world to set up. It's one thing to have great security systems. It's another thing entirely to be able to become an expert in the field and learn where to set things up and how and how all the technology works and all this other stuff. It could be very prohibitive for people who are trying to secure their home. Well, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 22, uh, 2022 rather, by U.S. News and World Report for the third year in a row. And it's because it's so easy when people vote on this stuff. Like security systems, by and large, can be very similar to one another. But there are a couple of critical factors that make one better than the other, in my opinion. Uh, the first thing is the ease of setup, as we have mentioned. Then there's the 24-7 professional monitoring service that costs you less than $1 a day. Now, this is an optional monitoring service. But if you choose to uh, purchase it, it's less than a dollar a day, less than half of what ADT's traditional professional install system costs. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, even if you're not home. And they have HD security cameras, sensors for every room, window, and door, smarter ways to detect motion that alert when the threat is real or when it's not, uh, not a threat at all. With a top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance for massive Simply Safe savings on, on your favorite security system and mine. We've been talking about this thing for a very long time now. It's a great system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash citizen podcast. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash citizen podcast. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Well, it's, and it's a really stupid way to to make your life just drastically change in the blink of an eye. And I mean, I've seen it too with uh, I, I, in in Manhattan, walking across the street. I remember looking both ways, and someone said, "You don't need to look both ways; it's a one way street." And I'm like, "Have you seen those fucking electric bikes that go 45 miles an hour with some mm. dude delivering a pizza? That smacks me. It sucks for both of us. It takes me one second to look." It's it's not even just the tragedy of the event it's like how easily it could have been avoided that's so yeah. irritating and then we we, we run into this stuff <clears throat> on a day-to-day -day basis and and you know ways that we don't really consider to be dangerous because we only we we only can uh uh understand danger in the very near term like we we understand there's uh that building's on fire so i'm not going to go into it but we don't look at a our uh a gas pipe and be like, you know what? That's probably not a good place for that to be. Maybe I should do something about that. <laughs> and what's that phrase? Uh, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And that's kind of the purpose of this show. It's like <clears throat> people have resigned themselves to accept that the world is flawed. And I guess that's just how it is. So I'm going to get mine. That's one attitude. One attitude is, well, there's nothing we can do about it. So what the hell? And then the, then there's the entitlement and it all leads in one direction. If you like a citizen is somebody who yearns for their rights and appreciates their rights, but understands that they have to engage in the responsibilities required of them to secure those rights. You know, we, we've never had this problem before in human history because most people have just been trying to stay alive. You know what I mean? And now, well, yeah. and now that's not even really a problem. Um, I'm a big fan of Yellowstone, the mm. show, because I'm I'm from there, and it's just it's it's a great show. But then the one before that, the prequel, is 1883, which is way better, and uh, and they just explain getting from Texas to they think Oregon, and how anything can get you killed—a rattlesnake. I, I was thinking a little shit like when they're. Um, this is in 1883 when like one the girls kissing the guy the cowboy and I'm like how bad can their breath be because mm. they don't they don't have floss how do they keep their teeth little shit like that and they're trying to survive taking a shit because that snake didn't eat you and then you know your your fucking stagecoach flips when you try to cross a goddamn river and that's, <laughs> and, and like you're, you're like the dude looks like he's 60 he's probably 28 and that's as old as you're getting because you're gonna die in natural causes or or, or something um, I mean I, and that's just trying to live. 
you know, now it's just now it's a piece of cake. And, and if you don't get something that uh, that you're not entitled to, you can whine about it. And someone's going to get it for you. But think, thinking like um, we were talking about situational awareness, um, something as simple as a, a grease fire in your kitchen. Ask someone, well, do you have a do you have a, um, a fire extinguisher? Do you know which one to use? Do you know how to use it? Mm. Do you know what? Do you, have you taught your kids how to use it? You, you don't necessarily. If your whole, if your entire kitchen's on fire, that's to get you out. Where's the first exit? Mm. Where's your family? Like I, I get, I guarantee the majority of people don't have an, a fire extinguisher and couldn't use one if you handed it to them. Sure, yeah. Uh, and I've look, we've seen plenty of people try to put out grease fires with water. That's um, not going to happen. Even just go to your covered and get flour that's better than flour water good. anything yeah. well anything that's anything, anything that'll take the oxygen away from yeah you. but it's like you know that that's that's a really specific example but i think uh that general attitude permeates culture it's like we don't it's almost like the reverse of broken window theory in society now where we don't take responsibility for any of the stuff around us you know what i mean uh broken mm-hmm. win, broken window theory suggests that if um the people who own or manage a place or live in a place, keep it looking nice, knows no broken windows, no shit on the ground, then people will treat it better. That's the general attitude. It's a it's a pretty base uh, psychological phenomenon that happens. And we apply it in criminal, criminology to like property crimes and like small petty crime. If you allow people to just commit small petty crimes to get away with Stealing oh, shit, yeah. shoplifting, or vandalism and things like that, they'll graduate to bigger and bigger crimes. Or people who are intent on committing bigger crimes will come to the area about, well, nobody gives a fuck about this place. I'm going to do my crimes right. here. And mm-hmm. for some reason, we never applied that same logic to politics. You know what I mean? In America, which seems like <laughs> yeah. a pretty good place good to apply that logic because we, <clears throat> we've especially, I mean, it's always kind of been the case. Uh, since print media especially but uh ever pretty much always we we have these popularity contests we we talk about democracy all the time like like it's such like it's the best thing since sliced bread's like all right cool i mean i like the idea of people having a choice there's no question about that and i i think prioritizing individual liberty is the most important thing that we could ever do as a society but having a popularity contest to decide who gets to pull the levers behind the scenes and then having no way of holding these people accountable, that doesn't seem like a great idea. It's a horrible idea. There's no accountability whatsoever. And then, uh, uh, and, and it goes from the whole, you know, all I want is my next term in office. I don't care about getting anything done. So I need, it's, it's pop- I'm keeping them popular, giving them stuff that is funded by the taxpayer just so they can reelect me so I can get reelected. And, and it's, it's those people that uh, have, you know, they're in Congress for a number of years and they go to the Senate for a number of years and then run for governor. Uh, and it's the same, same bullshit. Every, if you notice, this, it's the same arguments every time. Nothing changes. They, they, what are the, the, when it all comes down to it, the Democrats go back to abortion and the Republicans are pro-life. Mm-hmm. And that's the fight because that they know they, they can win the popularity contest because people are going to show up based on the emotion that we've given them. And sure. they throw around, like, look at the democracy. We're, 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 we're defending democracy. Well, how, what do you, what do you mean? First of all, well, January 6th, what? That's abortion, and it's same bullshit, same yeah. people. Um, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, it's it's a, the difference between a democracy and a constitutional republic. I think the reason that they do that is because a democracy would be a lot easier to change the constitution than a constitutional republic would be. And uh, you know, these these people in DC know that shit, but they're not there to they're not there to uh, you know there there's no change. Yeah, there's. I mean, it, like anything else, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. But I I also think there's some. I don't think that any form of government scales indefinitely, right? No matter how good it is, because people are going to have, I think it's particularly true in, um, in a Republic in a democratic Republic, because there's going to be too many disparate opinions for everybody to be governed under one specific set of rules. Right. So we, that was kind of the point of federalism is to like, we all agree on these things. People should have equal rights. People should have the freedom of speech. People should have guns. They should be free from search and seizure. They should be free from troops being quartered in their homes, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And everything else goes back to the states because that seems like a more manageable, it seems like a more manageable level to adjudicate all the minor differences that we might have opinion wise. Yeah, sending, sending it back to the states. And that was the plan. I said, I don't know if I said constitutional republic or whatever I might have said. Mm-hmm. I have a tendency to talk fast and I, you know, I could be hungover. Who knows? Um, but it's supposed to go back to the states. And mm-hmm. that's the whole 
argument with Roe v. Wade, the, the Supreme Court simply said, um, based on the Constitution, it's not in there. The states can all decide. And then they just spin it upside down like they're, they're taking away women's health care. And it, again, it's not it's not the um, it's not the, the, the it, you're guaranteed the right to pursue freedom. You're not guaranteed freedom. But everything gets so spun because they know if they can play on your heartstrings and win the popularity contest, that's the problem. And then it, it's the self-licking ice cream cone. It just keeps eating itself, getting bigger and bigger. So let's talk about some uh, solutions to some of these problems. I don't, I'm not sure that the federal government in America can be fixed, right? Because I, it's technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with it. I know that's going to be a controversial statement to people. But the way that it's set up to operate is a good way for it to be set up to operate, but it's not being operated that way. Like it's not, it's not a problem that our system of government is wrong. It's a problem that our system of government is not being followed by anybody in power. <clears throat> and we, yeah. well, again, we tend to going, we, back, to, going back to like yeah. the, the, the representatives and senators, the way that it was based. Um, now you've got uh, different States like California funding a senatorial race in Georgia, and they're spending a couple times the amount that you should spend on, on uh, national uh, presidential elections. Mm. And, and it's, it, it, I mean, the, I mean, the only way to make a change is to do the shit like uh, Elon Musk did at Twitter. You got to go in there and clean house, but you can't do it because you, you try to drain the swamp. You, John, Donald Trump realized real quick that the swamp has fangs and, and they will bite you and it will do everything, including the media and social media and, and the left and the right to get you out because you're, you're, you're disrupting what we got going. That's the rhinos and the, and the Democrats. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, um, <clears throat> It isn't just the politicians. It's the bureaucrats that stay in power for decades yeah. without ever being elected. I mean, people like David Axelrod, for example, or any of the chiefs of staff other that, that, have, that have worked for the Democrats or the Republicans, either at the Senate level, uh, uh, long-term congressional level, or especially in the presidency. You'll notice that a lot of these people work from multiple administration after yeah. administration. They've, they're never elected, but they're making uh, yeah. des decisions for everybody regardless of having no actual authority. You know what I mean? It's a, it's, yeah. it's a very bizarre oh, yeah. situation. I think they actually tackled this in uh, that show, The West Wing, back in the day, where oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Leo McGarry, the chief of staff, his character when uh, I think Martin Sheen's character was uh, under anesthesia, and technically that invokes the 25th Amendment immediately. So the vice mm -hmm. president takes charge, but McGarry made a decision while uh, – he was under anesthesia without his authorization, which is technically not legal, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But but that kind of shit happens. Like, do you? I mean, like nobody that can hear the sound of my voice right now thinks that Joe Biden is making decisions, right? No, I mean, Ron, Ron Ron Klain's making decisions. Yeah. Barack Obama's making decisions. Right. Like Ron Klain's the chief of staff. He's been there forever. Look at the same names that have the bureaucrats that have been there forever. John Kerry. I mean, how many positions has he held? He was elected a couple of times. Mm. He's the czar of, the, of climate change. And climate change is just the new religion so they can keep you voting one way to keep money for the, you know, the, the, the great reset or whatever the hell that shit's called. Mm. Um, but it is. It's the bureaucrats, the, 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 the Podesta family. Look at the, the, the attorneys behind everything that are always there. And if you I mean, it goes to the point where if you come after them, they're going to come after your family mm. and they're going to hit you with lawsuits. And it's the same thing with, with the primaries, with, with new blood in Washington. If you don't toe the party line, both sides, we're coming after you. Won't even be, you won't even win your primary. And it's it, it, the bureaucrats. The, the, um, look how difficult, difficult it was in combat to deal with the Department of State. They have no interest in combat. And there's someone over there. You're trying to give a quick brief to get out the door. And someone's picking apart the verbiage in slide number four when there should only be three slides or whatever. But, yeah, the, 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 that's the swamp, though. That's that's the um, there are people, including the media. They live in they're in New York. They're in D.C. They, they live in L.A. And they think the rest of the country is the Midwest. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know about DO, uh, the Department of State getting involved in our business, uh, the Afghan pullout is the primary example. Oh, yeah. Oh, because yeah. they were completely in charge of that. Um, they were – that like you would think that an evacuation like that from an active combat zone would be a military operation because that's kind of what we do, right? Like the yes, Department yeah. of State doesn't do shit like that. They, they do have uh, – <clears throat> they have a pretty good advanced team that does a lot of stuff. Like uh, during the Iraq war, they came from when, when Turkey wouldn't let us fly through their airspace, uh, a DOS team punched down through uh, Northern Iraq, hooked up with the fucking, um, a lot of, well, some 
Peshmerga guys and just Kurdish people in general and convince them again that we weren't going to fuck them over. Although, you know, we did. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but you know, they, they do that kind of stuff pretty well, like uh, preparing the battlefield when it comes to war. In some cases, just like developing contacts and stuff like that. But as far as execution of military operations, why the fuck would Department of State even be involved in that? This is the same thing with you know, the initial invasion of Afghanistan. And you have the the, the case officers, the real spies. Mm. I, I, I don't mean to broad brush anyone. But we've got great people everywhere. And same with the State Department at first. Um, and it should be like, the, you know, the, the killing the ant with the hammer. That's where we come in. We go in and we crush you. And then that's what the diplomats, the good ones, need to come in and explain it. And then you pull out or something like that. But when you get so far into, uh, especially Afghanistan, and you've got uh, people like Department of State and with the agencies that have, they're only there because they needed a combat rotation so they can get personally um, appointed to something else. Uh, and you have that, and then it's been going up and down the chain of the command in, in how many, 10 different agencies and all the military, and we're just telling the people above us what they want to hear so I can get promoted. The, 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 you know, the, the majors are lying to the colonels, which are lying to the generals, and they want, you know, the generals want to either become a senator or work for DynCorp or whatever. No one's telling the truth except the people who've been there. And I remember, say, I remember saying, um, if we pull out of Bagram, the, the, this national army of the Afghans, they're going to lose to the Taliban in a week. They're going to get rolled. And everyone who's been on the ground training these fucking guys would have told you that. But except the people that, that aren't close to it, the closest thing they came to a Purple Heart was burning their lips on the nice espresso machine the taxpayer paid for them. But it's, it's all diplomatic bullshit. It's all cables and lies until you get on the ground. And that's when real lives die. But, you know, that's just a political talking point once a year, once every election cycle. This episode is brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. Black Rifle Coffee is the best coffee company in the world. They're our buddies. But we're not just saying that. We also are customers. Join the Black Rifle Coffee Club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black Rifle Coffee Company is veteran-operated and supports America's military law enforcement and first responders, not just by saying they do, which is what a lot of companies do, but they actually do it. They give you the best coffee, and they also send coffee to uh, to these guys on the front lines, the people that support uh, support us. So get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, whether you like light, dark, or medium. Choose the grind. Whether you want ground coffee, uh, whole beans so you can ground it yourself, which is what I recommend. Or coffee rounds if you're in an office or something like that and you need uh, Keurig. You can also choose your delivery schedule and it'll come to you anytime you like. Members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com and get those deals today. Next up is Ghostbed. Ghostbed.com forward slash Drink Bros. Right now. Ghostbed is offering a 40% off Ghostbed bundle where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. So you don't need a code for that. You just add the mattress and the adjustable base uh, and it'll apply auto apply 40% off. And then anything else you add to that order also 40% off. For everything else, you can use the code DRINKINBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINBROS and you're going to get 30% off everything on the site. Now they have the best sheets, mattresses, pillows, covers, all this stuff. You can get all you can get an entire bedroom suite here and you can get it all for 30% off a month. But wait, there's more. You can buy a mattress for about you can buy the whole thing for about 35 bucks a month because they have a zero down, 0% financing plan that extends out to 60 months. That's 5 years. Which is about the amount of time that a bedroom suite lasts. So that's a great deal, folks. Go check it out at ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros yeah and it amounts to fuck all right mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so one of the things so this this show is kind of set up around a list of principles and um one of them i borrowed from the oath of enlistment or oath of office it's more or less the same but it's i'll support and defend liberty against all enemies foreign and domestic it seems like in modern times we've forgotten about that foreign and domestic part right i mean look we the the Defending the Constitution is, has always been a bit of a, a, a moving goalpost, right? Because what, 
<laughs> political parties or other interests will call themselves America very frequently, which is kind of weird. Like, you're, we're, we're here defending America. It's like, no, you're here defending your point of view, which is fine to do, by the way, but don't call yourself America. That's weird. Um, <clears throat> but even then, uh, that, that part is a kind of a moving target. And then we forgot about defending ourselves internally until pretty recently. And, and with the only, the only way that we've decided to defend ourselves internally is to uh, accuse each other of being the enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah, is not that's really – that's, that's kind of not the point of that whole thing, you know? Um, no, it's not at all. And they, um, when you say, you know, defending democracy, defending America, but that you'll see the same people um, campaigning. They say, well, it's us against the Republicans. And, and you, they don't even realize they're saying the enemy is this side or that side. It's, it's the party party. It's the party. We got – um, and then all of a sudden when they need the independent vote, which is how you win nowadays because there are people that – they fuck a vote right down the, the the left or the right. They need the independent. So they'll say uh, they'll bring in democracy and bullshit and say how they were um, defending democracy when whatever. Uh, and and again, you can see this on both sides of the aisle. And, and some people are so um, uh, just just get spun up by the herd mentality. Just the 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 the, the mob is doing this. I got to do this. Uh, January sixth, the prime example. Um, that was stupid. And and. Um, uh, it was stupid as shit on one end, completely overblown on the other end. But like, there's nobody there in the middle saying, guys, this is a bad idea. You got that dickhead Epps who's saying, go to the Capitol, go to the Capitol. You're telling me the Fed's not involved at all with that, knowing the herd's going to go in. That's like a, that's an anti or pro-communist tactic they're mm -hmm. using. But we need people to be once in a while, take a breath and a step back and a little bit of individual free thinking, which they don't really want us to do. Because it's almost like, well, when the when the when the peasants are uprising, give them the circus. And so we have the circus all the time. I'm guilty of shit. I'm sitting here at home watching a World Cup with countries I'm not even involved with cheering, not paying attention because this is just fun. And sometimes you just need the entertainment. But they're good at doing that. They're good at the hey, look over here. Boom. Go chase it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the Roman uh, Republic and then the empire afterwards didn't last as long as it did because of how well managed it was. It lasted because of the Colosseum, right? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. it, it lasted because of the wars of conquest that created veterans who became loyal to the Republic, whether they were born there or not. There's quite a few Spanish people, quite a few French people, I guess, Gaul people who were pretty loyal to the Republic uh, after a while because they made them inc incredibly wealthy. But we've, we've, uh, it seemed like for a very long time in, early America and then probably 18th and 19th century France as well. The people were more or less aligned by principle and it wasn't all this, um, <clears throat> my team versus your team bullshit. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. But that's, I mean, that's the divide and conquer, mm. get them on one side, get them hitting each other. And it's, it's everything. And you're seeing it now with, um, instead of, uh, Americans who want a better country and want their neighbor to succeed, which by the way, is the real world. Most Americans do want that and they care for their neighbor the, uh, the, and the diversity thing. But the media splits us up into Asian American, African American, um, whatever American, but it's not just American. And they split you up that way and they try to pit them against each other. Um, I mean, again, the reality on the ground and, and the, the fake reality on the Internet are way two way different things. But people get so spun up on the Internet. And then they just know if people are reading this on Twitter or seeing it on the news, that if they can send a few operatives into that place, you're going to get shit like like January 6th. You're going to get shit like the uh, the strangers punching cops at a, at a drag show at a children's library type shit. When most Americans don't don't care about any of that shit. Yeah. I mean, I wonder. Uh, so. You talked about independent voters a minute ago, and that's this is kind of the this is what happens in every election cycle, midterm and and main election, even local elections. In a lot of cases, you try to pick the issues that independents care about and say how bad the other side is for that particular okay. issue. You don't you don't ever say right. here's there's a housing crisis uh, or the economy's bad. We're going to fix that shit. Right. Which, you know, the economy always speaks to uh, independent voters. What you say is. The other side's trying to do this, and we're going to stop them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very antagonistic. That's a, it's, that's a great point. That's, all, that's the whole thing with uh, the you know the red tidal wave that's definitely coming, and the and the Democrats knew they had nothing, so they went with abortion, mm. and not just abortion, saying they're trying to take away women's health health care, and that's when they spin it all too with the uh, and not just the uh, biological women, all women, and it's like they're just really trying to wrap everything up that we need to stop them, and and that worked. 
I mean, mail fraud, whatever, um, which happens that got that got a lot of young people out there to that are of legal voting age, which to me is another funny one, too. You're <laughs> 21 is you need to be 21 to be old enough to drink a beer. But 18 is fine to vote. We might lower it to 16 because we can spin you up and get the votes. That's all we care about. That's why our southern border is wide open. But they knew that, that they if they could spin the emotion of they're trying to do this to you. That's why a lot of young people came out and voted blue. Yeah, for sure. And it's uh, I wonder what, what so this this idea of intersectionalism is essentially uh, it's a, it, first of all, it's it's a Marxist propaganda tool. Yeah. And this isn't like a conspiracy theory. You can go read the goddamn manual where they're talking about doing this stuff. But forget about that for a moment. What it does is it divides everybody into these subcategories and then ranks you based on how offended you should be. Right. That's right. And, yeah. you know, ultimately, as my friend Chris Williamson likes to say, it becomes a 360 degree firing squad. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like yeah. in the end, everybody's just pissed off at each other. But I wonder, <clears throat> I think it is. We talk about back in the day when, when this shit didn't matter. I think it's a function of trying to survive, just trying to stay alive, where you know you ignore all the noise and all the static and you reduce things to the lowest possible level. Step one, stay alive. Step two, eat food. Step three, clean. Well, I mean, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? How do you convince people today that – while there isn't a threat to their actual lives, although there might be, right, because 1984 is happening, uh, how do you convince them that the republic is dying because they've gone full retard and climbed the ladder of intersectionalism instead of treating other people the way that you want to be treated, taking care of other people and ignoring people who are trying to pit you against each other? I mean, this is like this is what that's you have to teach children, right? Well, you need, yeah, and that's the conversation you need to have. But again, if you start talking about this, that, that's that's entertaining the serfs with the circus. This is. This is this is these are first world problems. I mean, what's the dude's name? Is it Victor Boot? Who's this? Who's the mm. spy? He was just he just gave his first interview in Russia saying the West is killing themselves simply by the 70, 70 uh, genders they have because they're they're taking your taking your eye off the ball and just fighting, hating each other based on stuff that really doesn't matter to you. And then most people would, would agree that uh, I don't give a shit what you do at home. Mm. I really don't care. Stop hurting other people with it. That's it. That's how I mean, that's how I feel. But they they suspend it into all this other craziness. And then it's the it doesn't even matter which platform they're throwing at your face. I mean, the phones listen to you. So whichever side you're not on, they're throwing that at you so you can get fired up and then send out the tweet that gets you, you know, shadow banned, which we both know about. But um, the, the, again, it's a spin, the spin. They just love the spin. Uh, even if, if, if you try to bring up, bring up a fact and you can get labeled. Bring up a fact that, that goes against. We need we need to bow down to someone else's emotion and and lack of reality because we tell them a fact and then all of a sudden we're the problem and we need to. And then, again, this is all one big distraction. And uh, you know it was a lot of this stuff was brought up before the midterms. Now they're you know they're not talking about that anymore. Um, and then now they're going to start talking about the the twenty twenty four election that noise. Um, but again, no one came out with a solution to anything else. So that guy's a problem. We need to squash them. We need to silence them. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> No, I don't. I don't recall any time in human history when the side trying to fucking censor and silence the other side has been on the right side. You know what I mean? No, they never are. Yeah, that's the book. But and, but they're so good. It's the whole. Um, it, it was actually a joke. I'm sure you heard in the military when you know you get you get you're late for work. It's like you know because you're out boozing. It's mm -hmm. like you know admit nothing, deny everything, make counter accusations. Oh yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. No, no, I'm not the fascist. You're the fascist. Shut them down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's exactly what they're doing. You can read it. You can read this. It's like a, the the tip of the iceberg is communism. Below it is Karl Marx. Yeah. And and they're and they're, they they communists are literally laughing at us. Like, look at these idiots. They're doing it all, and they're infiltrating us. We take over their schools. We take over the um the entertainment. We take over the media. We got them. We're gonna beat the Nikita Khrushchev said that we're mm. gonna beat the Americans up firing a shot. And look what's happening. We're burning books. We're uh, shutting people down, and we're we're. People are destroying statues about people they don't even know anything. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, yeah, it, it I is, mean, what's the, here? I am yelling at everyone. What's what's the solution? That's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question, but I mean, it's for the first sunlight is the best disinfectant. So part of the solution is just laying it all out, right? I mean, you're when you say they're calling us idiots, quite literally, because the communist ideology calls oh, it calls that person the useful idiot, right? That's part of the program. So, and it, the this issue with this. Marxist bullshit, the cultural progressivism 
isn't that building a bigger tent is intrinsically bad. It's that it's been weaponized from the beginning in order to divide people. So once everybody kind of got on board, like, oh, there's gay people. We don't give a shit about that anymore. The progressives didn't say, oh, good, we won. They said, well, let's push it farther because their intent was never to fucking secure rights for people. Their intent was to fuck people over and divide people, right? That's it. Um, I remember, even with the don't ask, don't tell, when I was getting out of the Navy, and again, I'm looking around a room. We're in at Bogram or something. I'm Mm -hmm. like, does anyone care? If anyone's gay, no one cares. And then with the gay marriage thing, all of these two dudes want to do is get married. These two girls want to get married. That's it. And someone said, uh, yeah, that's fine, but it's not going to stop there. And and I remember hearing a long time ago, someone said, yeah, eventually some crazy cat lady is going to want to marry her house or herself. And now that's happening. And it's there, there are gay men that are being booted from the LGBTQ community because all they're saying is all we want to do is get married and be quiet and like live a happy quiet life and now they're stealing our platform from us because it's it's just continually taking more and more and more and uh it's it, it, it's a communist tactic yet they're they rename it socialism because doesn't that sound great we'll just be social we'll take we'll take care of each other the common mm. good that does the prime example of the way communism doesn't work how we will not take care of each other is when push comes to shove okay 2020 where the toilet paper go why aren't we sharing nope it's gone I'm going to get mine. That's yeah. the attitude, right? The it, bread line. When, yeah. when you, in capitalism, bread waits for you. and socialism, you wait for the bread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – but you could tell, right, from the uh, – if not – like I could always tell. It always made sense to me that this was all designed to capture the attention of people and then leverage it against them. Um, yeah. But now it, it's hard to – Man, I don't know how people can look at this and, and not feel like they're being played. You know what I mean? If it was just about securing the rights, then there would have been a victory lap at some point instead of, all right, we're oh. now now grown men can and women can do what they want. Let's cut fucking dicks and tits off of little kids. You know what I mean? Like, what the yeah. fuck? And now, yeah, that's what we're and now you're the problem if you bring it up. Yeah, and there's been this weird push the last three or four years with this pedophile bullshit, man. And it's that's, not. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's coming out. Like, That's why they're so pissed because people are uncovering it and people are starting to realize that it's the whole uh, the grass is growing through the, the snow right now. Mm. And people should be seeing it, but it, it didn't start with that. It started with something very, very simple. And again, it's a, it's a tactic that was written. And if, if you if you go anywhere where someone is actually screaming about how offended they are about some uh, like a minority culture, mm. it's not that culture yelling at you. It's some offended white guy or a white woman more. Aptly. Or a white woman. Yeah, usually yeah. it's a white woman. Um, I've, I've heard Native Americans in Montana say we just get pissed when when they're offended our our, our behalf when we're not offended. Yeah, they're, you know what Native Americans in Montana are offended about? It's that their young women for some reason keep going missing and nobody's doing a goddamn thing about it. That's what they get offended about. And we for, can't bring that up. We got we got to bring up the Washington Commanders. Yeah, seriously, like anybody I mean, gives a fuck about that. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Nobody gives a fuck about that. And there's no real correlation, like. A, I want to separate these two things because the cultural progressive movement that co-opted the gay and lesbian movement and then has now transitioned it into the, ironically, into the trans and, and this pedophile it, bullshit. It, it kicked the gay and lesbian community out and yeah. now they're moving so crazy. It's two, it's two very different things. So if you look at the statistics on child sex crimes, it's not openly gay people, openly oh. gay men committing those crimes. It is almost entirely fucking straight identified creepy weirdos that you could pick out of a lineup pretty easily if you looked hard enough. Right. Like for example, maybe someone that, that works in the department of energy that wears pumps and lipstick, but steals steals fucking bags. Yeah. You might say that guy might, that non-binary person might be a fucking problem. Yeah. But the, the gay, the two 45 year old gay dudes that live in their fucking upper East side apartment don't, that doesn't uh, th- these are two very different groups of people yes and it's yes, you know and just like you know uh just like any group of people it is your job to police your own first right clean up your house first and i honestly it's it's t- it's taken a long time because i think a lot of the gay community one just wanted to be left alone and two believed <laughs> they truly believed that it was a conspiracy theory all this stuff but they're finally like gays against groomers oh, and yeah. LGB without the T. And a lot of these groups are starting to come, come out and be like, Hey, fuck off, dude. Like you're, you're making life dangerous for us because you're trying to associate yourself with us and you're out there fucking with kids. And we're not into that shit. They hopped on. It was, a, it was a legitimate 
gripe for equal rights and they just the, the crazies hopped on and hijacked it and booted them off it mm -hmm. it's, it's even with the uh the, the way that the, the black lives matter works okay yeah obviously black lives matter but then the marxists took it and then they're stealing money and all of a sudden even my wife asked me she's like why is there all the signs say black trans lives matter it's like it started as black lives matter which it does now the they're just they keep going further and further and, and it's just it takes a legitimate argument away because a lot of a lot of the mentally ill hop on board but if you, you, remember, you get labeled if you say all lives matter all lives matter what's the problem with that yeah it's stupid I, but you you know as well as i do from working in um from doing public speaking generally but also being around politics or or issues based uh uh, uh charities and stuff the the people who show up for every single event are the craziest motherfuckers on the, on the planet because they got nothing else to do right like they're okay. like if you see somebody that shows up to every single political fundraiser that isn't somebody that's spending a lot of money and trying to buy influence that person is a lunatic there there's something weird going on with them i i worked in politics the people that you see on a day-to-day -day basis they're fucking crazy right um and they're you know easy to take advantage of right because all you have to do is be like hey you know what there's some weird shit going on over here maybe you should go check it out and all of a sudden you've got people fucking burning down cities crazy they um they uh i, I was at fox news the other day in, in the studio and there was this huge protest of course trump's the devil and big signs and dump trump and all fox news is evil and i i know that the security guys are I'm like what's this deal and he goes oh seriously every tuesday somebody pays each one of these dudes 50 bucks to stand here for five hours screaming and that's it. I mean, you can pay these people. To, they're, I mean, if you don't think there's paid operatives doing a lot of the nuts just to spin up the herd, it's it. That's you know, a lot of that behind the scenes communist shit. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's not that I, the way the way through it is a normal conversation with facts and solutions. But boy, we just love to scream at each other. Like you're saying, that all you want is prove how bad he he is so much worse than I am. Sure. Yeah. And I think you know, it's probably a good idea for all of us to first look at the people who agree with us. You know what I mean, and be and, and I, not not be suspicious of those people. But when the people who are on our side get out of hand and start acting like assholes, you should be uh, you should be more concerned and active and trying to shut that shit down than you are about trying to argue with some Democrat on fucking Twitter. You know what I mean? Absolutely, that's very yeah. Police your own, but that you know with that would come logic, and with logic would come education and facts, which that's out the window. Um, so you know, I mean. <laughs> I keep bringing up the Capitol. Like, what the? What were you thinking? I mean, even if you notice the rioters, most of them stayed within the the velvet ropes. But that's a, that's a stupid thing. Don't go in there. Come on, guys. Yeah, that isn't. I've never been much of an apologist for that whole situation. It's like, <clears throat> I've been in some pretty tense situations before, um, yes. mostly involving you know guns and bombs and shit. But yes. uh, uh, <laughs> the ability to fucking do the right thing under pressure is something that we expect out of people. You know what yes. I mean? And it, it seems, and it seems like that's certainly become the exception now. And I, I don't, I don't think it's because people aren't capable. I think it's because they just don't, they're not in that frame of mind. They're still, no, they, exactly. they, they think it's us versus them and what, whomever us is and whomever them uh, happens to be, that's how they frame everything. Instead of just like, Forget about all these people and characters and personalities involved. What's right and what's wrong? Maybe just do those things. You know what I mean? It's really that simple. If you, you know, I, I get asked uh, all the time, why were you guys so good in combat? I was like, we weren't good in combat. We were just good at doing the easy thing. We're doing the basics. We got really, really good at the basics. And that's, that is what's right and what's wrong. And then just do, if the guy in front of me goes left, I'm going to go right because that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. When you, you know, someone, and, and there were people smart enough at the Capitol say, come on, knock it off, get out of there. But mm. the people just followed him in there because some asshole, either the Capitol police let him in or someone tore it down. That's not the right thing to do. I mean, if you want to get in the Capitol, you can get in there. Just this isn't the right way to do it. And and knowing the Democrats and their emotion, they're going to exploit you. Try to think a few steps ahead. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of it is is trying to get people to understand when they're being played, I guess. You know what I mean? Yes, it, it can that's be. A, that's a big you need to know. Yeah, you need to probably have been hustled a few times to realize that not everyone's your friend. That someone's mm. gonna hustle you. Let them. But it's like uh, we go back to the uh, the the small crimes equal the big crimes. Like the, the the dude that pushed the other dude in front of the subway, I guarantee he didn't pay his fare. Mm. So maybe that if we stop that shit, the bigger stuff won't come with it. But yeah, again, for sure. That, 
that would come personal responsibility, which really is out the window. And I think part of it as well is the um, nobody feels any ownership anymore. No. Like when, when you people used to be. <clears throat> it, look, I, I don't think people should just be proud of America just to do it, but you should be proud of America because it's where you live and you should put the effort in to make sure your pride is well spent. You know what I mean? But there's, yeah. there just isn't that sense of like community pride anymore. And that, that's a big deal, man. It's a big deal for oh, people to feel that way. We're, we're being taught. Like if you look at the difference between at the world cup, look at the difference between the United States mumbling the national anthem. Mm. We're, we're happy they stood up. Watch the team from Morocco scream their national mm. anthem. That's pride in their country. That's pride to what we bring. And we've been taught so long that America, not, I mean, not only that America is eh, but like we're the reason for evil when they don't realize your life is so good because of capitalism. In we're, we're greener than we are now in, in, around the world because of stuff capitalism invented. Mm. Uh, but but we're, we're gonna teach us that we're, no, we're bad. We're inherently bad. Like we're the only country that's ever taken anything by force. Yeah, you know, you'll hear people say things like, look at how much work we've had to do to make this, uh, to, to fix all these things. Like, yeah, but people have tried to do this in Saudi Arabia and Iran, a lot of other places too, and they don't have the system of government that allows for that kind of progress, right? Like, you certainly you can, I mean, it's not hard to make the case that we had some pretty morally conflicted people that started this country, right? No doubt about it. But they wrote, they wrote some computer code that allowed us to fucking put, lay some apps down on top of it that have allowed for it to become improved. And that was the intent from the beginning, right? They didn't write that all white men are created equal. They said all men are created created equal, right? And even though they weren't behaving that way at the time, the fact that they wrote it down that way and then instituted uh, a republic and federalism in such a way uh, that, that allowed us to build on top of it, that was what matters. So yeah, maybe the history is a little bleak from time to time. We There were some, <laughs> some mistakes were made for sure. <laughs> But the the construct itself was good enough that we were able to build on top of it and make it what we wanted to, which was the fucking point in the first place. You can't do that in most places. It's not the case. No, you can't. You, you can't. No, there's absolutely. Look at look at Qatar again with the World Cup. Uh, the, you know how many people died building those stadiums? Yeah, like five thousand people. They say it's like a, they say it's six hundred, and they even then they're just like, ah, it was only six hundred people. Six hundred fucking people to build a stadium. <laughs> holy yeah, shit and they're dying over there and then the morality police who got elected are on, on capitol hill lecturing you i i would love to see what i would love for people to see what they're doing personally when the cameras are off they're not the best fucking people in the world either no certainly not i mean <clears throat> we it, it's it's starting to come out a little bit more here lately especially with all the twitter revelation and i, I gotta be honest so twitter's audience is probably it's probably uh a quarter of what Facebook's is, I guess. And then Google, it's maybe a hundredth of what Google's is. So you can imagine how bad this, these problems we've, we've seen brought to light over the last couple of weeks, how bad they really are. You can multiply them by about 20, right? Um, well, that's why they're, that's why they, you know, Elon Musk has gone from a hero inventing the electric car and taking people to space to the biggest villain in the world. Because they're afraid what he's able to show. Like, I guess he got on stage with Chappelle and got booed the other night. Mm -hmm. And people aren't booing him because they bothered to look at what's happening. They're booed because they were told to boo him because he's bad. Yeah, I I don't. You would think a Chappelle audience would be smarter than that, I guess. (laughs) I'll tell you what, Chappelle's got some of the smartest comedy out there. Yeah. I I, I wish that he's a, I think he's the best one ever. (laughs) But yeah, you would. But no, because again, the herd hears that he is a fascist. Or whatever. Everyone's leaving Twitter, but they don't really leave Twitter. I saw a good one too the other day that said uh, Elton John left Twitter. It's kind of ironic. It was because of a Rocket Man, <laughs> which that's not my joke. That's obviously someone else's. Mm. But I mean, there's the, like, you know, I left Twitter, but boy, I got to tell you this: like, well, you haven't really left yet. You're just right there. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, well, well, there's a couple of people: Robert Reich, that midget from uh, Cal Berkeley, The Economist, uh, and let's see, there, there's there's a handful of dudes who keep talking about how Twitter's failing a leftist dumb dumbs, either from government or uh, from Hollywood that keep saying Twitter's fucking, it's going to be over anytime. Like, all right, cool, man. Uh, nope. One, but also why are you still here? You know what I mean? What? It's not an airport. You don't have to announce your exit, by the way. Um, I thought you could just go make your own, go make your own. Yeah. Just, uh, Mastodon. That's the new one. Um, okay. Yeah. That'll last. Yeah. 
Well, anyways, we got to get going. So I uh, appreciate you coming on today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience yeah. and also tell them where they can find all your stuff? Yeah, all my stuff is at Mikuya. That's on uh, social media. And that's because I started on my social media before I thought anyone would know who I was. So Mick for O'Neill and Huya for Buds. So Mick Huya. And from there, you can get onto my RJO apparel and then all the places you find um, podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. The Operator Podcast. Uh, it's a lot like what we just did today. A lot of fun just uh, to shoot the shit about what we think is right. And the thing is, I check my social media. Like if I said something fucked up and you catch me, I'll admit it. I'm like, oh, that was stupid. Or I was wrong. Thank you. It's, you know, and then obviously the, with the uh, I heard a comedian the other day say if uh, social media is so funny. If, if you came out and just said, I, I love French toast, 20 minutes, someone will be yelling, fuck French toast. <laughs> Who hates French toast? But yeah, so at Mikuya, Twitter and Instagram and all that good shit. And then the operator podcast, a lot of fun. And uh, that's about it. Thanks. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming today. Yeah, man, good to see you, man. Yeah, you too, buddy. We'll see you soon, uh, hopefully in person sometime. After I hope so, man. We'll make it happen. Cool, buddy. All right. And uh, thank you all for watching. This has been Citizen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 